What's up, guys? Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Luis. How you feeling? How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. It's gloomy outside, so feeling good is a good thing when it's shitty outside, right? Oh, yeah. So Definitely. And actually, that's what we're going to talk about today. So Thanksgiving's around the corner. Um, It's been... It's been a long week, kind of. Things have slowed down a little bit because I think we have our eye long, on the slow prize. Week. Yeah, but but our eye's been on the prize, which is Thanksgiving, spending some additional time with the family, mm-hmm. getting a chance to kind of step away from the office, which, you know, we have fun here, but it's always good to get away and kind of regroup and, and re-energize and come back and get back into it, get back into the mess of things. So, But today, one thing that we want to talk about is kind of how other people's attitudes can sometimes have an impact on our own attitudes and how other people, you know, just being around them can typically influence what it is we may say or think at the time. You know, there's a lot of a lot of scenarios where you may walk into a situation and be in a great mood and all of a sudden somebody's negativity rubs off on you and that great mood is is suddenly gone. You know, so when we talk about it, we talk about obviously that influence that the people have and who you surround yourself with. You know, getting home from work. Are you able to get home from work and are you listening to other people complain about their problems? Or are you able to get home from work and kind of exhale and go back into things? Uh, you and I both know in this career field, it's a high stress job. You're dealing with other people's emotions and you never know when you pick up that phone, is their emotion going to be happy, sad, angry, you know, anxiety? We're, I think we're better counselors than we are mortgage people. Like, I would say so. I I I tend to think that I give better counsel than I do um taking it. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's natural because we see this on such a consistent basis, you know, that that providing those words of encouragement is something that, you know, it comes with the territory. I don't think that you could be great at the mortgage industry unless you had that ability to kind of bring yourself down to earth and and see people's point of view on certain issues. You know, now when we carry that stress and then walk in the front door, that's another thing. Are you dealing with, in my case, two toddlers running around trying to kill each other? Like, dude, you've never been to my house after work. They have work. knives? Not literal knives. They knives? have they have hand knives. You hand know. knives? Actually, it was funny. <laughs> Rowan yesterday, she said, uh, I went to her, her Thanksgiving lunch at her school, and she said, Dad, we can't have guns in class. I said, well, that's good, baby. <laughs> you know, you can't have guns in class. And I was like, what do you mean? And she she does a little handgun thing, you know, the, the finger mm-hmm. gun. And she's like, we're not allowed to do that in class. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, where are these four-year-olds learning this little finger gun thing? But it's kind of funny. You know, when we were younger, at least when I was younger, you'd you know, point at people and do yeah, the I finger gun. grenades at people. Right. <laughs> so, but apparently you're not able to do that in preschool, you know, when you're four years old. Yeah. But, you know, the, the kids, no, they don't have knives, but they do have finger guns. So, but their mood and the way they react and respond, obviously – it has to do with, okay, did I have a stressful day? Now the kids are stressing me out. Now I'm taking out my stress on them. I mean, we've all been guilty of that. We've had a shitty day at work, and then we go home, and the smallest thing ticks us off, and, and what shouldn't have been an issue turns into a huge problem. You know, the dishes in the sink weren't done. Suddenly you're pissed off because the dishes weren't done, but is the root of that problem the fact that the dishes weren't done, or is it because you're pissed off because you had a bad conversation at work or somebody cut you off in traffic or somebody flipped you off as they they went past you, you know, any of those circumstances. And that's what I talk about, about being able to kind of disengage from that, but also put yourself in a position where you're able to kind of regroup with positive mindset, you know, because if you go home and you've had had a shitty day and then you hear about somebody else's shitty day, now you have two shitty days together, 
what typically happens from that? Usually nothing positive, right? Mm, no, it gets worse. It gets worse, or you you go and you say, let's have a drink, and one turns to 10, and 10 turns to passing out, you know, or um, it could turn into worse arguments. So that's the biggest thing, and I learned that, you know, looking back now is being 38 years old and looking back in my 20s and looking at the times where I'd go out and Did go you out say party. 38? 38, 38, okay. yeah. Why is that bad? I'm 36. So okay. You're, you're still old as fuck, but, you know, <laughs> looking back at those – those younger years and the influence, the people around me that are like, oh, man, you know what? Fuck them. It's their fault. It's this. And, and suddenly you take that victim role. Yeah, you're right. It was their mm-hmm. fault. It's not my fault. Uh, it's easy to play the victim. It is. It's very easy. And that's something typical that we do. You know, if, if we're driving down the road and someone cuts us off, it's like, well, we're pissed off and we're the victim and this is all on them. And they should have never done that when that may not be the circumstance. You know, some self-analyzation is something that, that is hard to do sometimes, but it's necessary. And looking back at my younger years, that's something I didn't do. And I typically call that, and people on this podcast have heard me call that an internal investigation where you look at what it is that you did that played a role in this problem, and then you take ownership of that issue. Right. You learn from that issue. You apologize if you have to. You know, I was talking to a, a client slash really good friend of ours and mine that, I mean, we've been friends with this lady for years and she's going through a stressful situation and we both kind of got heated up in the conversation and it had nothing to do with anger towards each other. It was frustration in the conversation, but it took a minute to disengage and say, you know what? She's right. I was frustrated. And so now I owe her an apology, you know, and that's very difficult to do. One of the hardest things as human beings we have to do is take ownership and then apologize. You know, a sincere apology, not a bullshit. Yeah, a real one. Yeah, you know, when your kids are like, apologize to your, your brother for pushing them, you're like, sorry, and but you don't mean thing, any of it. The thing that you need to do is it doesn't happen again. Right. You can apologize over and over and over again, but if it continues The repetition, happen, yeah. It, the, it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. And, and once again, you know, we talk about detaching from something emotionally it's that's difficult to do. That in itself, being able to remove the emotion out of a decision that you've made, it, it's hard. It takes a lot of learning. It's one thing, you know. I learned this from from going to the muster with Jocko, uh, not with him. I wasn't there. Like him and I went together, but he was there, Holding and I was hands. there. I, I would hold good. his hand. Yeah, I'd be. I'd hold his hands, and I'd be like, "Is that good, Jocko?" <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, I wouldn't. What is good? To you? What is good? Yeah. Do you like? Are you an over or under type guy? <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, you know, that's one of the things that he talks about is detaching from um, emotional decisions and decisions where you're going to get yourself in a situation where the outcome's going to be bad. And there's sometimes, and others, this is going to sound ridiculous, but there's sometimes where I have to mentally tell myself, all right, detach from this, detach from this. And it's literally, okay, de-escalate, calm down, and just back up and take a second, inhale, exhale, and then make a decision. You know, um, And I have to do that with my kids sometimes. Sometimes I'm frustrated and my kids are doing something and what they're doing isn't necessarily my problem. It's not what's pissing me off. It's what they're doing. And they happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I have to back up and say, what they're doing isn't what I'm upset about. I'm upset because they're making loud noises or this, that, or another. But that's not why I should yell at them or why I should engage in, well, with them the way I do. You should go make loud noises with them. Oh, I do sometimes. Or sometimes, break the Nerf guns and go to bro, town. You don't even, I got shot in the <laughs> eye the other day with a Nerf gun. Like I literally, I'm getting off the couch. I bend over to get up and Rowan, pow! shoots me she was from 
me to this computer screen, less than an arm's length, right in the oh, eye. No. And I've had multiple eye surgeries, and I'm like, I'm blind now. You know, that was my first thought because I just I saw it hit just right in the side of my eye. But, you know, at the end of the day, just like I tell my kids, and it's funny because now Rowan especially repeats this, accidents happen, just be more careful next time. You know, she didn't intentionally shoot me in the eye. I could have turned around and lashed out on her and, oh, you shot me in the eye, you blah, 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 whatever. But accidents happen. Mm-hmm. She didn't do it on purpose, and so I was able to, to detach and realize I wasn't quite blind yet, even though I'm 38 <laughs> years old. And, you know, it was an I accident. I got you, bro. Don't worry. Right. I'll exactly. drive your Beamer to work <laughs> so, for you. Someone's got someone's to type in the applications and everything that we take. So speaking of that, you know, as you know, we're doing this thing right now for the Team Andy Rose Foundation and Vanderbilt Children's Hospital where we're collecting Play-Doh to take for the do you know what this thing's all about i know you've seen the play-doh come in but basically i didn't know what it's about so went over it yeah so the listeners don't which what you have is you have children that are going through certain types of therapy and things like that and this play-doh provides them the ability to engage in some of that that therapy well vanderbilt children's hospital is limited on funding and so sometimes those things get cut so every year Mm -hmm. what the team Annie rose foundation does is they do a play-doh drive Last year's efforts brought Vanderbilt Children's Hospital up until November 18th of this year. Now they are completely out. They have no more Play-Doh. So it's our responsibility to get Play-Doh there. And here's what's kind of what touches me is I think about if my child was in there and and needed some of that therapy and they didn't have Play-Doh. Okay, what if my child was in there and needed some of that therapy? Not only did they not have Play-Doh, but I didn't have the money to buy them Play-Doh. You know, so the, it runs deeper and deeper when I look at it, and it's an emotional thing for me. It's it's not emotional where I'm like, oh, poor me, you know, crying or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's an emotional thing because I couldn't imagine my children being in that spot or me being a parent having to be in that spot and spend those days there without having the basic support of something like that. So right now we're raising Play-Doh uh, in order to support their efforts. I've said this on social media. I'll say this again on this podcast. What we're going to do, every person that donates, whether it's one can, 50 cans, or 1,000 cans, every person that donates, we're going to put your name in a hat. We're going to draw multiple winners. You're going to win one of the new AJ Nashville long sleeve shirts. Have you seen those? I have. Pretty yeah, sick. They yeah, pretty good. yeah they're, they're pretty sick. I, I would have to say, you know, some, some artistic efforts went into that. Actually, Shannon was like, hey, do this, do this. This is kind of the end thing. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So what we're going to do is draw a couple names. This way, at least there's some reward behind it. But the biggest thing is, is put yourself in the shoes of a parent that may be going through this exact same thing and think to yourself, would one can make a difference? The answer to that is yes. Uh, if you want to send those in, 220 Town Center Parkway, Parkway, Suite 204, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. We've also had people donate through PayPal at AJ at AJNashville.com. That's another way to do it. If you do donate through PayPal, what I'll do is I'll send you a screenshot of the invoice of the money that you sent so that you can see that your money went towards the cause that it was intended for. So, um, but you know, that's another thing when I talk about the emotional portion of this, though, and how things affect you, like when you do positive things and help out people. You know, the reward isn't always immediate gratification where someone comes up to you and says, hey, thank you so much for that help. I needed that. Sometimes it's the internal reward in knowing that you've given back to a cause, even though Lincoln or Rowan or Kyler, none of those kids are in Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. I know that my efforts are impacting somebody. And I don't have to meet those people face-to-face to to feel good about what it is I do. I don't have to get online and brag and say, oh, I bought X amount of Play-Doh, you know, of my own money. That's not important. What's important is the end result. And we talk about how our actions impact those around us. You know, if someone comes in 
if I come in, for example, and you're just having a great morning, things are buzzing, life's good, you know, you left the house, you got an extra kiss from your, your girlfriend, whatever the case may be, you didn't hit any traffic on the way in, you got the, the guy in front of you bought your Starbucks, you know, everything's buzzing the right way, and I walk in, and I'm like, what the fuck, why are you so happy, you know, and I've got a pissed off attitude, that dims the lights on what's going on in your world at that time, and is it fair for me to pass all my negativity to you, or should I just keep it into myself? And internalize it and deal with it. Well, it's not fair, but in all fairness, I don't think everybody does that purposely. Right. Transfers their, you know. Negative energy. Negative energy to you. But I think it's just, it's natural for us to lash out against the people that are closest to us. Right. And I agree with you 100%. The thing is, is is being able to control that, you know. Walking in and saying, bro, I'm having a bad day. Give me a little bit of time. You know, mm-hmm. and you just saying, all right, and go go on about with your butterflies and everything else, and enjoy your day. Let me let me go in the back, have my bad day. Let me jack up my music or whatever I do back there. And then when things come together, then I come back and re-engage with you and say, all right, now let's talk. You mm-hmm. know, um, what I used to do to kind of disengage and and put my mind right is I'm a music listener. I'm not a music guy. Like if you come to me and you're like, hey, have you heard the new song by? Bobby Brown, I'll be I'm like, the same way. I yeah. love music, but you asked me to name some things. I'm like, you. what the? No, I right. can't. Now, old school stuff, I can. Yeah. I could be like, hey, man, you hear that new Warren G song, you know, from 1996? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but those things I can. But, yeah, just jumping in the car, cranking up the music, and just driving, you know. That, for me, is relaxing. So what I'm getting at here with the, the message I'm trying to pass is, you know, on a day-to-day basis, we experience a a amount of stress that those at home may not know that we're under, whether it's, you know, something that happened at work, something that happened on the commute home, something that your boss said, a coworker, something like that. You have to find a way to decompress. This way, when you go and you spend that time with the people that you care the most about, you're able to bring the same joy to their world that you would want them to bring to yours. You know, yesterday when I took off for that that Thanksgiving lunch with my kids, I was debating whether I was going to go or not. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? I didn't even know you went to a Thanksgiving lunch. Yeah, it was, it was a little lunch thing. That's because I was zooming out the door because I was literally debating. And then it, it hit me. I'm like, nothing's more important than my children to me. So for me to go spend 30 minutes to eat with them was huge. What made it bigger, and here's what we talk about where other people's attitude affect ours, when Rowan looked at me and said, Daddy, I knew you'd come, like that hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, if I wouldn't have came, I'm a piece of shit, you know? And, and Pretty much. Right, exactly. But that's disengage from the business. Take a 30-minute, you know, in this case, because it takes a little bit of time to get back and forth to Franklin, take an hour and a half, disengage, go spend. I mean, the kids mm-hmm. are, are what I do this for, you know? And so spending that time with them was worth it. But when she said that, my whole day, there wasn't a thing you could tell me. You could have flipped me off 15 times on the way in, and I would have been like, okay. Laughed. <laughs> you got a middle finger. It looks cool, kind of. I controlled his attitude there for a second. Right, right. So, but no, once again, you know, check your attitude. Um, make sure that you're not passing negativity on to other people. Make sure that the people that you surround yourself, if you find yourself constantly in a slump, maybe it's time to move playgrounds and figure out some different people to communicate with. Maybe it's time to... You hear it all the time and listen to positive and motivating and, and you know, self-help type things on, on YouTube or books or whatever. And that's just to keep a positive mindset going consistently on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, that's that's the, I guess, the 
information for the week or the thing that we're talking about to hopefully help those that are listening maintain that positive attitude, especially when it's gloomy, especially when you come into work and the sun's just coming up. And then by the time you leave, the sun's already went down. It's very easy when to I get into. When I wake up in the morning, the sun is already up. Yes. You know, it's like 5 a.m., I think. I'm not sure. Dude, so Lincoln, Lincoln will, will wake up. And if the sun's up, he comes in and he said, Dad, it's time to get up. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, no, it's not. Like, oh, wow. I'm ready to get up, but I don't want you to be up. Because my whole point is let me take a shower, get ready, and bolt out the door before you get ready to, to do everything for the day. You know, I help my kids get ready for school, but there's some days where they don't go to school and I'm able to get out and get to the office a little bit earlier than normal. Like I was at the office early yesterday. You know where I ended up? Post office. I didn't realize they didn't open until 8.30, standing out there just waiting for the post office to open. Oh, wow. I'm like, ah, this is ridiculous. So, but yeah, have a positive effect on somebody's attitude, especially when weather is like it is currently. People get depressed, people... You know, they, they may not have the capacity to deal with your weight, especially when you talk about loss of loved ones during the holiday season. You know, that's a burden that a lot of us carry heavily with us. And so just pass on as much positivity that you can. Inhale, exhale, disengage with the, the situation and try to make the best of it. Try to make a positive situation or at least find the light in whatever it is that's negative happening in your life. Any closing, you know... No, I agree with you. Pass on some uh, positivity. Right. Especially during the holiday season because that's when a lot of people are like emotionally disturbed. Absolutely. So Absolutely. So also big thanks to our sponsors, Built by Design Company here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. If you're looking for some awesome woodwork, I think he does more than just work wood. But he works wood well. He works at wood very yeah. well. <laughs> Brandon's a, a well woodworker. But anyways, reach out to those guys. They built a beautiful table. Most of you have seen this by now. If you haven't, go to the AJ Nashville podcast page. You'll see pictures of it there. Also, big thanks to Greg Fairbetter from Broker Title and Escrow for all your support, everything that you do to help our clients and also our vets. So thanks again for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself.